The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions begins now. I am Renzi, and I'm on the grid, and so is the raging redhead Cam Stewart. We're also on the loudest station in the nation, SB Nation Radio. As the countdown to the National Football League draft is on, we're all over. We're going to bust up the props, the best bets uh, for this draft, a little more than 24 hours away. Uh, right now, we'll check in to uh, Los Angeles, California. Uh, Gil Manzano will step up and in from the Orange County Register. Colonel Kurtz, Sports Grid's very own. <laughs> Uh, our resident Dallas Cowboy insider and uh, fan will step up and in. Uh, we'll get his thoughts. We'll break down the Dallas Cowboys draft, the Chargers draft, everybody else's draft, the best bets uh, in the draft. We have updates across the board as far as all the other professional sports leagues are concerned. And there's a common theme with all the professional sports leagues besides the NBA right now, Cam. They're delusional. <laughs> How you doing, Cam? Hey, I'm doing okay, Gabe. They're trying. Yeah, NHL. Yeah, we 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 can do this. Uh, lots of time. It's going to be okay. You know what I love about the NBA? We're not sure. Yeah, it's kind of weird to see them in like that position, but everybody else is trying to come up with a plan. There's so many loopholes, but Gabe, interestingly enough, uh, and we'll talk about all the NFL props. I can't believe like we've talked about line movement on the shows, but I just want to throw one at you. I'm on a lot of different books, you know, and. I saw I got Jacksonville and Tua at 20 to 1 because I thought there might be some trades on my books. They're now 4 to 1. So is there something wow. going on with Tua? Like, there's no Jacksonville. They're picking nine. So I was thinking, okay, maybe Detroit, maybe whatever. But it's weird. I guess they're expecting on some books they want to have a little bit of safety there. But uh, that number should not be going down from, like, 20 to 4. Like, that's insanity. I bet I it at 20. I don't know. Maybe one of the odds makers knows something nobody else uh, knows, but I maintain that somebody's going to jump up and grab uh, Tua. We'll talk a lot of Tua on the program, and today I can't believe the value that's on the board uh, for this kid uh, right now. But a quick update. Uh, so we do have the National Football League draft, and then after that, uh, the National Football League is going to find themselves behind the eight ball for the first time. They really haven't, you know, they've They've canceled a few things, right? You know, the pro days were pretty much shut down for the yeah. most part. A couple of kids got the pro day in. They didn't get to meet the players like they normally do. Uh, but as far as their schedule is concerned, they've gone on with the draft. Uh, a lot of general managers didn't want to go on uh, with the draft. And now, specifically, we find out why, Kev. Uh, we talked about it briefly yesterday, but we find out more about the uh, the NFL's virtual mock draft. And there was a great, uh, there was a great quote 
uh, speaking to a GM right now, and I could hear him yell to his kids, get off your damn iPads. <laughs> That's right. Too much Wi-Fi in the room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I need a strong signal, kids. No, it's unbelievable. Like, we're watching, like, I got NFL Network on all the time, like, technical problems with the broadcast, guys kicking in, kicking out. Like, we deal with this stuff here on the grid. We do it on a daily basis. We're pumping out stuff. These guys have not uh, been in a situation, and we have for that much, uh, that long of programming, game. Should be a great adventure, buddy. It's going to be a roller coaster ride. Can't wait. Oh, yeah, something's going to go wrong. Uh, you know, we spoke to Gary Gramling about the hacking potential. Never mind the hacking, just the incompetence. and Logging just, on. Yeah, just the problems. <laughs> it, it's just kind of funny because everything that we joked about, I joked about all this stuff, about guys getting their kids in the, in the room to help them uh, with their computers, not understanding what they have to do. And it's, it's just comical that immediately there was a glitch with the Cincinnati Bengals with the first pitch, uh, pick, but it wasn't their problem, the glitch. Uh, supposedly it was the system, and then another GM got knocked off, and his Wi-Fi sucked because his kids were on the internet in the same house. He never really knew. All right, you got to get everybody off the internet. So it's just little things like this are going to come into play uh, during this draft. Uh, it's going to be pretty comical, actually. We'll see how it plays out uh, in the end. Listen, everybody is dealing with the same situation. All right. Um, so, as far as the other leagues are concerned, just in case you're wondering, all right, it's been all NFL talk, and we're really going to get into the NFL from here on out uh, on this show and tomorrow leading into the draft uh, as well. Uh, but Major League Baseball. Uh, Major League Baseball is all over the place here. And Major League Baseball has a problem. They're not on the same page. You know, every day, a new player comes out and says, I don't like this. I don't want to do this. Mike Trout doesn't want to do it. Clayton Kershaw uh, doesn't want to do it. So you got mega stars that don't want to do it. You got mid-tier players like Brett Anderson at Point Blank say, I'm not uh, doing it. Um, so baseball players make a lot of money. There's a lot of testing. The season, I mean, the thing is, guys, we've talked about it. We'll go rapid fire through this, but baseball season hasn't started yet. They got to go four and a half, five months. It's nearly impossible. The NBA can go six weeks. Yep, you know, NHL. The, yeah, the NHL, you know, whatever. But um, so... So the latest with baseball, now they've got three states, not one, not two. <laughs> so before it was Arizona <laughs> and Florida. Now they figured, why not bring Texas on yeah, board? Exactly. Texas, come on in. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're picking all these states that are basically open for business. Yes. That are going to have the virus problem lingering. You said it, so buddy. Like you could say, like, oh, we could go to Georgia now. Georgia's open for business. Yeah, yeah. Georgia's open for business. And I guarantee you in six weeks, Georgia's going to be swamped with coronavirus. Yep. They'll be closed for it's business. not rocket science. <laughs> no, it's not. Now, baseball's got a lot of problems right now. Gabe, you said it. They're talking about this Texas idea. They got the Yankee fans suing the league. Hey, everybody else is giving refunds. The car companies, this and that. You know, government is going to cut us a check. We want our money back for games lost. Think about all the people that have the full season package. I can tell you in a couple stadiums, Yankee Stadium, expensive. Sounds expensive, Marenzi. And a couple other. Dodgers, sounds expensive. Those aren't cheap tickets for good teams. These leagues, well, listen, it's it's interesting that he, it's it's out of New York. A Yankee fan steps up wanting his money back yep. uh, right now because I've been waiting. Nobody's ever really brought it up. Like, if you see on a daily basis in the media, you know, there's stories. There's a million stories about Brady, and I'm sick of Brady. I don't care. Yeah, what are you yeah. doing in a park anyways, Brady? <laughs> you know what? As far as Brady, seriously, dude, Brady bought Derek Jeter's mansion. I saw, like, an overhead shot of this place, and... And, like, really? There's room in the backyard for you to work out, bro. Right? So I don't know, I don't know what to deal with. with Probably Brady room for here. a couple thousand people to live back there, Gabe. Yeah. <laughs> Ten cities.
city. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, baseball, they, you know, so baseball's all over the place right now. But it's interesting. I think even me, I say this, it's too, so, too soon to sue if you're yeah, a baseball fan. I agree, I agree with It's that. like, bro, chill out, man. Wait a bit. Yeah, yeah, we're in April here. The season just started three weeks ago. They're trying to figure it out. To me, it's the NHL and the NBA. Like, specifically, like, the NBA, and I love the NBA, but let's just be real. They're not even pretending that they're going to play the regular season. Everything they talk about is playing the playoffs. Yeah. So, therefore, at what point are you going to refund people for the tickets that were already paid for? And you add up between the money in the NHL and the NBA of season tickets, luxury suites, um, single-game tickets, and especially now, Cam, people are in a tough situation. They've lost their right. job. They, you know, People that haven't lost their job, pretty much everybody's lost like 30% of their salary, 25 35% of their salary. They've been furloughed. Yep. They can use that money back right now. Quite frankly, I think we're going to find out sports is a lot like a pyramid scheme, and they don't have the money. It's like it's a wonderful life. I don't have your money. It's at Kim's house. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart. What's my money doing at your house, Jim? <laughs> You're absolutely right. And all these people talking, oh, yeah, we're going to go to sporting events. We'll get life together. Well, when you have no cash, the first thing that goes is, you know, extra entertainment. And that, and sports goes along with concerts, yeah. all the other things. You need to put food on the table. Well, Rent's pretty guy. important. Look at the guy that owns the Rockets, bro. Yep. He's got no revenue. His casinos are closed. His restaurants are closed. He's got problems. Yeah, like, you know, basically so... There's no revenue coming in uh, right now uh, for for these leagues, so they're they're definitely desperate. But at the same point in time, they have no revenue coming in, and then it's like, oh yeah, by the way, we've got like 2.7 billion dollars of people's money that we don't really want to give back, and technically we don't have. Yep, great point. You, you know what I mean? That's Everything's it. been shifted that like might... around. Like <laughs> we're used to getting the parking revenue. We're used to yes. yeah, like we have bozos like you and me that go and pay 18 bucks for a beer, yeah. and then they have the money. The system's never collapsed before like this, right? So I'm just stating I've been surprised actually. It's taken so long for fans to start squawking the squawk box. Yeah. Uh, where's my money? It's like uh, like the uh, the JG Wentworth. It's my money and I need it now. Wow, exactly. <laughs> I'm surprised they don't have like a commercial. They have like a big Broadway show. You have, you have them there, you guys. Like, your tickets. You need your money. <laughs> you're not playing. Need your money now. Yeah, you're right, Gabe. I'll tell you. I don't have a Rangers jersey yelling out his window. It's my money and I need it now. <laughs> It's crazy, man. And But that's the thing. You talk about it. It is a lot like a pyramid scheme. I don't think people are thinking about it that way. And there's so many other things. And you said it. They're still paying guys who are not playing and other things that are going on. And I hate to say it. That money's probably already spent, Gabe. It's like, hey. Yes, it's <laughs> that's the whole thing. They don't have it. It's, it's sort of in cyberspace in a way. You know what, Cam, the best way of putting it for everyone tuning in right now as gamblers it's basically there's nothing to bet on. You're in the same way. Like yeah. the money's in cyberspace. You don't really have it. You could have it if you could play again, but you can't. And it's one of these deals. Like basically the second that they play, they'll get money again. Yep. But the other thing is a lot of these owners, Cam, their other businesses in real life are taking a hit as well. So it's, it's not just like, oh, okay, you know. Um, it's not just, you know, the Yankees are a different story. The Yankees don't really own a lot of things, the Steinbrenners. You know, I think they had the cardboard box factory in Cleveland. You know, the, Yan the Yankees are their thing, so to speak. They're always they making boxes, too. Like, yeah. guys own, like, here's the owners. You own Walmart. You own pharmacies. 
you own anything with a drug company, times are probably pretty good for you right now. Yeah, you know, they're, do they're doing well. Yeah, but uh, a lot That's of other. That's what I'm saying. Like restaurant families that families that only own their teams, you know, like the Lakers, you know, Jeannie Buss and the Steinbrenners, etc. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, you're losing money without a doubt. But at least the sky isn't completely falling on you. Yeah. Like some of these other dudes. Like if you're Fertitta, like the Rockets are the least of your problem almost That's right not. now. You like the Golden Nuggets falling apart, your restaurant chains are falling apart. And, and oh yeah, you know, now it finds out, you know, you're trying to borrow $250 million at 15% interest. That's like worse than a mob will give you, which is pretty <laughs> much saying, I need money right now. You're right. You know, it's basically like I have all these these entities, but I don't have any cold hard cash right now. And therefore, I don't know, like if they're in a hurry, I think the leads are gonna say, oh, we'll give you a ticket when we come back. Um, so, you know, so Major League Baseball's thrown something out there about um, putting a bunch of teams in Texas and then a few in Florida and Arizona having free states. Blah, 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 whatever. Uh, the National Hockey League, Brendan Shanahan, uh, legend, legendary player, Detroit Red Wing, uh, president of the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, yep. tells a uh, Toronto radio and TV station that he thinks that they're going to play, that they're determined to play in a regular season, and the playoffs, and uh, it's like, I don't know, dude, he must be hitting the Molsons pretty hard up there at the, the cottage in Muskoka or something <laughs> like that. Bro, you ain't playing no regular season, and I don't think you're gonna be playing the playoffs. So this next one, actually, I'm buying in. NASCAR. Oh, North NASCAR? Carolina. Yeah, They're politicians in. <laughs> in North Carolina are bitching and saying, you know what, how sure. come we're not having this race? Let's just yeah. have this race with no fans. We're open for business, let's do this. Let's figure it out. And the guy's not even crazy. You know, he's saying, let's go through every safety precaution possible and try to make this race work. Um, so he's not stating, oh, it's a hoax and there's no coronavirus, but he's stating, no fans, we'll try to make it work the best that we can. I like the old NASCAR spirit, but I think it might be a little bit too soon in mid-May to pull it off. Uh, yeah, it's close, Keith. <laughs> this is the thing. I think NASCAR, like we were talking about that before. So you talk about drivers, testing, pit crews, Numbers a little bit less. The way the sport is, you're encapsulated in a car. Uh, he, there's a lot of positives, I think, with NASCAR. You're right. It might be a bit ambitious, but I think the over-under late May, uh, kind of June, I, th I think I think we could start thinking about that. Like, already golf's coming back June 11th, and I think NASCAR will be right around that time, if not a little bit before. Though It, it, it makes sense, and uh, you know what? These guys understand what's going on. They want to bring it back, and uh, that's a, hey, you talk about a game. You're a big NASCAR better. Man, there's a lot of people. People don't know up here. NASCAR is big for betting, for fans, for everything, the experience. Like, these guys, you know, <laughs> they want to get well, back. It, yeah, if you think it's, it would be even bigger. Yeah, that way. Yeah, with nothing else on. You know, it's the one thing NASCAR has never embraced. And it's to their detriment, actually. Especially in today's day and age. You figure that they would understand that wagering boost interest. And uh, we'll get into our NFL draft props, but... Yeah, look at the NFL draft. People are interested in the NFL draft because of the wagering and the draft props as much as they are. And NASCAR's always been resistant to it. They've got that sort of family Bible belt thing going uh, for them. Yeah. It's like, well, we don't need gambling. Yeah, to you make do. A, yeah, but you're right. <laughs> you could still be a family look at, thing. Look at golf. Look yeah. at golf. Yeah. Dude, golf used to just sort of be an old guy's sport. It wasn't hip for young guys and like guys like Pat Mayo and Feinberg and betters yeah. like yourself. Now, golf is a hip sport. You look at, like, DFS, fantasy sports, golf is one of the more popular ones. 
Right. right? I was, yeah, like I was golf, betting, betting is popular golf. with younger guys. Yeah. And NASCAR would become like that. Like, like you see it now. People are betting Taiwanese baseball at five in the morning. Exactly. So if like NASCAR was on and start betting it and they get interested in it because they were betting on it. But like I said, like NASCAR, they don't tell Vegas, don't take action on us. But they don't really play along. Like they don't, they don't encourage it, which they really should. Well, and I agree with you. Just because, so what's the difference between you're in the Bible Belt? I get it, but you're not. These other people who are religious are not telling people don't bet on NASCAR. They should promote it. They should. Oh yeah, and look at the sponsors too. You don't think like some of the products are out there? Like, come on, Gabe. It's it seems like a double-edged sort of uh, hypocrisy too, right? You want this, you want that, you can't bet. Yeah. So all those products are good for you that they embrace. Is there any tobacco or anything like that, or things that are not good for you in your life? Betting's fine. Open it up to betting. It'll increase it. Remember the from two sports uh, wagering companies that you used to work for? I remember the guy called me. He goes, dude, you're one of the only golf bettors. This is like 20 years ago. Like, nobody bet on golf. You yeah, know what I mean? everybody bets yeah, on golf. Yeah, now it's one of the top things. Like, oh, yeah, DFS lineups, this, that, top 10s, top 20s. No, I'm telling you, though, I, I think you bring up a great point. NASCAR, it's too big of a market to leave betting off the table. I understand about your religion, but I think... They encourage fantasy. That's yeah. like where they sort of step back You're still putting money into a lineup. It's the same thing. You're it exactly is. right. Like, Come so on. if you want to get into morally, because yeah. they have no problem with the DFS. And NASCAR DFS is very popular as well. Yes, but any, any sport right now, people, I mean, look, over 6 million people watched the, uh, the Bulls documentary. It's yeah. a pretty big number, 6 million people. It's like more than people watch games. So yeah. like 6 million people, people are craving... People are craving for content right now, and I think it'll be interesting to see what the television ratings are uh, for the National Football League draft. I tell you, I, I'm willing to bet they're going to be freaking massive. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you that. You know, the ratings are going to be massive. So, you know, the Taiwanese Baseball League is going on. People are betting on that right now. The Bundesliga Soccer League in Germany will be the big one. If yeah. they get going in mid-May, that'll bring, bring sort of a sense of normalcy with some yeah. real sports uh, to bet on. Korean baseball, Korean baseball was set to start May 1st. I think they just pushed it back to May 5th because they're doing it for real. Every time someone tests positive or someone gets sick, they contact trace and they test everybody again because they're really trying to stamp it out for yeah. real so they sounds, can play their season for real. Sounds like they're doing their due diligence. So they, yes, yeah, like and they only reasons. have like eight teams in the league or something. Mm. Like, you know, this Taiwanese league, they only have five teams. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Like You got less teams guys. than the CFL? That's a small league. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got five teams. That's why, like, oh, how come they can do it in Taiwan and they can't do it with a major league? Because, guys, they got five teams. And, oh, yeah, by the way, they actually test everybody there. Right? Like, they're actually on top of it there. And they only have five teams. So it's much more manageable. You get into 30 teams in three states uh, and everything. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, we thought we'd just get you caught up to date what's going on in the rest of the sports uh, world. Uh, we'll get into the National Football League draft props for real. We'll start to lock in some of our best bets. And uh, I'm fading the expert. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood... 
We bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Game Time Decisions continues. I am Gabriel Bresci throwing it down. SB Nation Radio. We're kicking it with the Raging Redhead. Cam Stewart, Gil Manzano will step up and in from the Orange County Register a little bit later on. We talk some LA Charger uh, football. You see how I said LA and not San Diego. Yeah, like very so good. People yes. still do. You're a pro. You're a pro. I don't. Yeah, I don't give people a pass to that. <laughs> it's been enough years now. I like the. I, I, I like the new outfits. I know they're. They've always been slick. I. I'll give. I'll give the Chargers a pass on this one in comparison to teams like the Bucks, Falcons. Uh, you know, Atlanta, mm, I think the Chargers are, well, head and shoulders above them. Yeah, the Chargers' new uniforms, you know, they basically the same. They're the same. There's a little more. Yeah, yeah, yeah but they're, be- they're beautiful. You're right. The, the Chargers have always had nice uniforms. The one thing their organization has always done uh, well, besides their logo. But, uh, yeah. but nevertheless, that's beside the point. All right, let's get into uh, some serious business now. As far as the National Football League draft uh, is concerned, interesting. Nick Saban. Nick Saban uh, says... Teams passing on Tua will regret it in the same way that he regrets not drafting Drew Brees. Wow, sounds like something me and you said uh, a, a few well, episodes ago. He's there, compared <laughs> him to Drew Brees already before. Mm. But Nick Saban, and you notice Nick Saban, he's very forthright and open, and talkative when it's not about Alabama football. You're absolutely correct. Like if yeah. you ask him, hey, coach, what about your team? What are you asking? Who's asking? Yeah, exactly. Like he'll clam up. Once the players are gone or, like, about NFL stuff, like, you ask him a question, he's a pretty good interview. Like, he'll give you, like, answers. And he basically stated, I'd still be, like, you know what I mean? I would have been more successful. And he said, Drew Brees wasn't that healthy. He failed our physical. We didn't draft him. And, um, you know, we know we know uh, the rest is history. Now, he wasn't the only one to make a mistake on Drew Brees. But I, say, I do believe it. And I'll tell you, the odds makers don't right now, Cam, because Tua – is at minus 334 to the over three and a half right now. So, therefore, if we think he's going to go in the top three picks, you get paid plus 250 right now, which is pretty gratuitous. Not bad odds, buddy. Uh, you know, this same bet was like plus uh, plus 188. I remember this was plus 250 and to go two and a half before. Yeah. So now we're getting three and a half. Now the Redskins are playing the game, Ken. Everybody else, remember, like the Lions, ooh, we're open to a trade. The Giants. We like Justin Herbert. Now the Redskins leaked it. Oh, yeah, yeah, teams are calling us about the pick. So now the game of poker has begun as the draft is rapidly approaching right now. And I believe, Cam, that somebody's going to bite. I don't care what the experts are saying about Tua dropping and all this type of stuff. I'm going to roll the dice at plus 250. I'm not going to go massive on it. and You're getting plus 250 odds back on it. But I'm going to roll the dice that somebody's going to trade up with the Detroit Lions and get Tua with the third pick. You know what, Gabe? Uh, yeah, or I think the Lions could select him at three. I I'm actually had a dream, and this is a real stupid dream. I saw two in a Lions uh, jersey the other night. That was so. It was such a dumb dream. I was, I was gambling. Yeah, no, no. Like I saw Tua in a Detroit Lions jersey. I'm like, what the hell am I dreaming? Is this a nightmare or a dream? But hey, that's at number three. If they don't trade well, down I picks, <laughs> I don't know what's going. Here's the thing. 
I believe, and I'll, I said this on a show before, when everything's said and done, I think two is going to have a better career than Joe Burrow. Right now, Joe Burrow's this can't-miss guy. Well, we'll see what happens. You're going to Cincinnati, buddy. Things are a little bit different in the NFL. I think Joe Burrow's going to be amazing. But I think Tua is a special player because of the termination heart and the way people have shut him down and the way teams are trying to talk crap. Well, he's going to have him. a chip on his Oh, shoulder. yeah, he's got to have a chip, a huge chip on the shoulders the size of my big stinking head. He's going to be angry. Some of these guys are putting Herbert ahead of him in box. Are you nuts? Come on, guys. You're, I know you're doing that to get uh, bait clicks and all that stuff. That's, come on. Two is the guy, Gabe. The injuries, I get it. He's going to overcome it. A lot of these guys I saw interviews, all oh, these injuries are nothing. These quarterbacks have gone through it. Everybody has injury concerns. It's the National Football League. Don't be a goof. Don't make a mistake. Listen to Saban. Take two. Uh, I don't think he I, falls. I like the under. Uh, plus 250, I'll roll the dice. It's worth it's worth the price. I yes. agree. Uh, plus 250. I'd like to get a prop or, you know, top five and a half or something. Yeah, like that that'd be, them, but yeah, they're not giving money away. No, so it's pretty <laughs> much three and a half. And you, you got you to pick whether, you know, there's going to be a trade up for them or not. I think there will be. I think there will be. I think there'll be chaos. You got to remember, guys, just because it's not in the media doesn't mean it's not going to happen. And, you know, I, I I bank on this, actually. I put my money where my mouth is, that the mock drafts are wrong, that the media hype is wrong, that the odds makers are wrong uh, when it comes to this. But it's interesting. There's a lot of movement, as there has been on a daily basis. So you and I are in agreement. Are you down with this bet? Because, listen, we're it. one day away tomorrow. The draft's going to be rapidly approaching. So, um, you know, this will be one of our official bets. We're putting it on record. We will take Tua under... Three and a half drafted under three and a half. Nice fat price plus two fifty. Yeah, no, I, I, Gabe, the vision is still here. Tua saves Lions franchise. It's just I, I just can't shake it. I don't know what it, is, what it is, but I don't know, man. If these guys like, I don't know if you remember years ago when Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen and all those guys and Paul Pierce. It was like it was before the playoffs started and stuff. It was you know what it was? It was right when the playoffs started. Same thing. I literally had like a dream. And I never dream anything. I don't remember yeah. my dreams. Yeah, ever. my dreams are pretty stupid. And I literally yeah. saw Kevin Durant hoisting the trophy. Yes. I don't know if you remember. Garner was freaked out. He goes, "Wednesday, yeah. you called this." Yeah. And good. And I bet on it. I rolled the Celtics, and it was no handicapping. I swear to God. And I wish I had these dreams all the time. I don't. Right. Mean? But I saw Kevin Garnett with the championship. And there he was, and he said, impossible as anything or whatever yeah. he said yeah, after yeah. it was impossible that year. Is, impossible as anything. Yeah, and everyone was asking me after. They were like, Marenzi, have you dreamt anything recently? Yeah. yeah I was like, no, I'm like one of those, like, visions in a crime show, Cam, on Dateline. I can't force the vision. That's right. It has to come. And I didn't force this one. Like, I see Tua, Lions. I see him there. It's like, it's really weird. Uh, you know? I, I don't know, Gabe. Like, here's the thing. And I, I know it's crazy. How, how much does Matt Stafford have? He has a sick wife. He has a lot of things going on in his life. He is often injured. I think yeah. the Lions need to do something. And also, it's a franchise of immense failure. Other than guys like Barry Sanders and individual players, Sims, Mel Gray, great punt returner. You know what I mean? It's been horrible. The Lions are a laughing stock. So here's the thing. If you want a franchise-type player, would you take the risk? Like, I know Akuda and all these guys are good, Gabe, but you can do something about the quarterback position. Trust me, I come on, Detroit. You could do this. I, I don't know what it, it is. It would definitely I, shake it, the franchise. I'll oh, that much. It sure would. And the vision was very clear. I like your, but, I like your Jacksonville dart, though. Yeah, Jacksonville's a good dart, too. I like the Jacksonville dart, man. Like, 
And now you see they're feuding. Uh, they're feuding. Oh, with, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, trade me. Uh, the guys on Twitter, trade me now. It's going to be tougher for you to trade yeah. me. Yeah, him and but Connor fighting. Uh, disaster. The, uh, the, so the Jag, the Jags are interesting though. At nine, they're, they're this is a tough draft. It really is. You know, it's tough to you know. A lot of teams are very unpredictable. They have new general managers. Or their kids are running things like the Jags are now. Um, so the Jags, you know, it wouldn't shock me if they moved up the Jags and tried to get uh, to them. I, I do believe it. That's what I'm banking on. I think, basically, I don't think that the Dolphins can wait. They have enough draft capital that they can trade up without getting ripped off. So I think they'll panic and be worried that somebody else is going to jump up on, on them before, before it gets to five, right? And you know the Lions and the Giants, they're baiting you to do it. They're telling other teams, we're open to this if you want to do it. They are. And nobody really thinks the Giants are taking Herbert or the Giants aren't taking Tua, but they're floating it out there that they like Herbert, and they're basically floating it out there that they want to trade the pick. So you and I agree, it's worth the roll of the dice, guys. At plus 250, it's very, it's, it's nice money uh, for the Tua prop. Uh, so the Redskins throwing out smoke screens right now that they're getting calls about the second pick. And I actually do believe the Redskins about this because I think there'd be other teams that would actually like Chase Young that much that they would trade up to get Chase Young. That's another very good point. That's the thing. The Redskins, when you're a team like the Redskins with multiple needs, they got problems with the offensive line too. They got things they got to deal with. Uh, the defense game, you said one thing though, the defensive line can put a little bit of pressure on the quarterback. Remember the Niners game? Like, hey, it's their offense that sucks, but they still need a lot of pieces in a lot of different areas and they would like multiple picks. I'm with you. Uh, people are talking about Chase Young being, you know, a once-in-a-lifetime type of player. But if you're the Redskins, there's still a lot of great players, and they need so many voids to fill. I would, I, I, I would be open for business if I was the Washington GM too. I'm fielding all calls. You never know. You never know get a what mark, the picks. market is, but yeah. supposedly they wanted, they want uh, three first-round picks. That's too much. That will, they will not get that. Right? I think they'll so get, either two this year type of thing. They'll get two firsts and maybe a second or third. They won't get three firsts. Like my like we talked about. Like if you're Miami, if you're Miami, do you drop, do you give them the five and the 18? You know, if you really like if, I if, would. If you're Miami and you're worried and you're like, listen, we gotta get to uh, we can't screw around here. What would you do? For the five and the eighteen, I'd do that deal, wouldn't you? And try to get a little bit it. more and try to I get a little more it. as you a side dish. You know what I would do? Five, eighteen, forty, no, nine, whatever. They have, whatever. They have the twenty-six also. Mm, I'd like that too. <laughs> I would resist. I'd say five and twenty-six. And hang on to the eighteen. So you still keep your eighteen well, pick. They'll make they'll make that deal then. Yeah, you're, five and twenty-six that, is fair that, for two. I think and if you're the Redskins, you'd squeeze like a second rounder out of them next year, you right? There'd be like a little, first. yeah, and this. Yeah. But I can see it happening, actually. I expect there to be trades. I think there will be trades. I think there's going to be chaos, and everyone's going to be surprised. And I always say this, guys, it's not like general managers. General managers only tell you what they want you to know. Like, they tell you, oh, yeah, we're getting calls because they want you to know. Yeah. Right? Like, there's going to be trades. It's yep. like a fantasy football draft. As soon as somebody hears one thing and sees one thing, oh, my God, you know, we got to jump up. This guy yep. just got taken. I can't take a chance. They're going to take Herbert right now. They're going to take Tua right now. Yep. And I don't know. Uh, the Redskins, these teams, it's funny. I guess maybe, maybe we're older and we see through it more. Yes, we are. But have. it's funny just how transparent the Redskins, Lions, and Giants oh, are. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Like, no like the Giants, like, oh, yeah, 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 we like Justin Herbert. Yeah, sure yeah, you right. do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay.
you draft Daniel Jones, you're getting Herbert. Like, I got to be honest That's with you. That's Dan Char- basically telling the Chargers, yeah, we'll we'll take them, we'll trade them. <laughs> like, you better. They're, they're basically like holding a gun to the Chargers' head right now, saying, oh, you like Herbert, huh? So do we, and we'll trade them. Because, you know, don't think we won't, like, screw you. If you want them, you better trade with us. And, like, Gettleman's trying to bait the Chargers in, and it might work. The Chargers might call and go, all right, Dave, what do you want? No, the Giants are that guy, that the stooge who gets caught in, like, the police room, and he's going to get away with it, and he screws up. He gets really nervous and panicky when they start to really throw it at him. Like, come on, Gabe. These guys, they dealt with Daniel Jones. Like, okay, Gettleman, like, it's such a stupid, like, you could have even said, like, another player. Like, it's such a dumb thing to say when you went out of your way to get Jones. It's like, come up with something else. Yeah, but they already said that they wanted to trade the pick, that they put it out there, that they were getting calls about the pick. So they were doubling down on that. The Lions just went public. Yeah, Quinn just said, yeah, I'm open to taking calls. Right? He's not even hiding it. I think someone's going to bite. I think someone will bite. There'll be trades. And I always talk about this. And then after, you'll see the um, you'll see the, uh, the so-called insiders talk after about how, oh, you know, we heard about that. We knew about this. It's like when Porzingis got traded. Well, you know, that was in the works. Yeah, well, he never reported it. Yeah. They always say that after the fact, right? Yeah. Like all, you know, it's always after. Well, you know. I guarantee you the deals that are going to happen, there's no rumors about them right now. That's the thing. That's why I like your Jacksonville exactly. stab in the dark. There'll be a team that's going to come out of the blue, boom, and they're going to be, wow, this team just shook everything up in the draft, right? You don't think, you don't think Jacksonville like Detroit, another team? Like, come on, Gabe. Think about Jacksonville. They're, are, I get it. You're going to let Gardner Minshew, after that performance in the second half of the year, be your starting quarterback? Yeah, that's what I'm as, saying. As if. That London game was a train wreck. It went downhill after that. The lucky wins against Denver on a bad pass interference call. Like, you really watch Jacksonville's full body of work. Minshew regressed as the season went on when people had tape on him and started to figure it out. He is a good backup. He is not a starting quarterback in the National Football League at this point in his career. They need to make a splash, too. So, yeah, I think they're uh, they're ready to do something uh, pretty wild, too. Jacksonville, totally in the mix. You know, a player that we haven't talked about, and I am... You know, I don't like changing my mind on this stuff, but I'm starting to wonder where he falls into the big picture of, of things. And I'm talking about uh, Jordan Love. And you and I talked about Jordan Love at 13 and a half. Yeah. Now the 17 and a half. Now he's at 19 and a half. The over 19 and a half is minus 175. So they're starting to think that, yeah, he's going to fall here. And if you look at all the players... He might fall, actually. Teams might. might think, we don't have to trade up to get him. We'll be able to get him right around then. But he's another one, Cam, that I, I don't want to fall for the hype. I think that all it takes is one. And at plus money, listen, all these plus money bets, all we need to do is win a couple of them. Uh, plus 145, Cam, I'm not going to back off this one. I said Jordan Love would go before 13 and a half, 17 and a half. I'm going to stand strong here at 19 and a half and just hope that somebody surprises us and takes him. And or, you know, you, or, Gabe, you could wait and maybe get that number with less juice at 21 and a half, 22. Like, you know what I mean? It might go up exponentially to enough where you get a little bit of take back, but you got a better number to play with. You get my drift? Just there's like, so many wide receivers. That's the thing, man. In, it, man. That's going to be a crazy part of the draft. This 9 to 25. I guess, woohoo. You said it, man. There's parity. Everybody's the and same. wide receivers. There's yes. a million old linemen and a yes. ton of wide receivers that are eating up this draft. Oh, I know. Right, and they're, and they're pretty tight in talent too. There's a drop off, but you know, I'm starting to think over 19 and a half for Jordan Love. I, I, it's, 
the way the way things are looking right now, I think somebody might steal him late in the first round, earlier in the second round. I'm sticking to my guns with the Jalen Hurts uh, prop. Now, this is one, the market has changed so much that when you and I started talking about these props, Jerry Judy was like minus 160 or something, minus uh, 155, 160 yep. to be the first wide receiver taken. And you and I were talking and bigging up CeeDee Lamb and saying, man, CeeDee Lamb's a badass and he might be the most ready guy, like impactful player in the NFL when he brings to the table his versatility. And it's amazing. It's completely swung. I know. Where now CeeDee Lamb is the, the favorite to be the first wide receiver taken. You get Jerry Judy at plus 100. So it's just crazy. You could have gotten both guys at plus money yeah. along the way, which is I crazy. That just shows uh, the movement. Remember, remember when we started this stuff, Gabe? There's a couple things that we pulled the trigger on. The quarterbacks, remember? Well, two or more uh, out of the top five. C.D. Lamb, I got it plus 145 on my book. I only did 50 bucks on it, but I put in a couple of bets early, and it's amazing. Me and you, we were actually the opposite of everyone. Everyone was like, Judy, Judy, Judy. We were doing the shows, and me and you were like, we really like Lamb. It's funny. They've come away around to our way of thinking, saying it's basically a pick em, and that's what the odds are now with these two studs. Yeah, but it, it is a pick em. It is just such a toss-up. It is, but I like plus 45 uh, would change your mind, wouldn't it, Fred? Yeah, yeah, I think I'd take either one of these guys at plus money right now just because it is such a toss-up. But I get the feeling that Judy's going to go ahead of him. Yeah, it's tight, yeah. By one pick? <laughs> one or two picks? They're yeah. both listed at 12 and a half. I know. Isn't that crazy? You, you never have that. Like, yeah, that's what the same, same number. Like, the odds makers are like, guys, we don't know which one's going first. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Game time decisions continues. I am Gabe O'Brien. We're throwing it down a countdown to the National Football League draft is on. The Raging Redhead Cam Stewart with us. Gil Manzano will step up and in from the Orange County Register. We'll talk some L.A. Charger uh, football, see what they're thinking uh, with the draft. Are they looking at two? Are they looking at Herbert? Well, the Chargers, the Chargers could draft up. We're talking about these teams drafting up. George Kurtz will join us. Talking about the Dallas Cowboys and uh, what the Cowboys' needs are uh, besides a, a team shrink. Uh, but, uh, but that's, yeah. And another, a lawyer. Another party? Like, yeah, yeah, what? A barrel of chicken for the party? A but social people... distancer. Yeah, hey, Jerry, yeah. hire a social distancer. <laughs> exactly. Get on the boat. Go to an island. Uh, and cow. listen, Dak, Dak's <laughs> not very accurate either with his long uh, passes. So, mm -hmm. so, yeah, you want a social distance? Just think about where Michael Gallup is. 
And think about where the ball lands when Dak throws it deep to him down the field. Yeah, he'll miss him by three feet, Trubisky by eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's your social, uh, there's your social distancing. All right, so we're taking a look at these National Football League drafts uh, right now, uh, draft props uh, right now. And uh, so we Jerry, Judy, and Lamb. Cam, you got Lamb. Nice value at uh, plus 145 to be the first uh, receiver taken. That's now, a bad, bad bet, though, quickly. Game, sorry to interrupt, but when you both see 12 and a half out there, we have a lot of money to make. Like, just throwing it out there as a pick it's you're going to lose juice or whatever. Like, if you have a good feeling about it, but that's a tough one, Gabe. You might as well just, you know, flip a coin. That's the problem with that bet. It won't be making – like, I have Lamb locked in. There will be no other bets in any situation on that one. Too close to call. All right, so let's get into the uh, let's get into the wide receiver prop here. Will there be six uh, receivers uh, taken? It's over under five and a half, and we're getting plus money to the no. And I've been leaning with the no, Ken. If you've no. noticed, it seems like T. Higgins has fallen out of a lot of the first. Like T. Higgins's prop is now thirty-four and a half, which we kind of missed the boat on that. Like we've been nailing this stuff because I remember you and I talked about it when he was twenty-six and a half, twenty-seven and a half. And I said, it's a little too you know, low. But another guy's gone up. It's an early second. Yes. I'm not, I'm not really buying it, though. Here's the thing about Mims, Gabe. A 4.4, like 4.39, uh, 3.8, what, 4.3840. What is he, 6.3? You know what it is to me? It's one of those things where DK Metcalf was getting the same kind of, ah, DK Metcalf, man. You know, Jim, I'm not saying him with that muscle bound washboard body that you could grate cheese on. I'm saying dimensions, big, tall post type of guy in the like, like Julio Jones go up in the corner. there type of guy, very fast. He has all this physical specimens of a guy that an NFL team will say, thank you. He runs fast. He's six, three Baylor, you know, they load up, he drops some balls. But yeah. he also brings a lot to the. Do you understand where I'm coming from? He is a specimen. Has there been a I'm lot saying. of successful players out of Baylor? No, it's a very interesting. Good point by you. Like you got to be careful when you're They're drafting. They're all flashy and Baylor fast. Guys. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, so listen. So let's go through the wide receivers are going to be drafted for sure. Ceedee Lamb's going in the first round for sure. Mm-hmm. Jerry Judy's obviously going in the first round. Rugs, I like over 13 and a half for Rugs still. I'm not changing my mind. I'm not going to change my mind in every pick, I, I but agree. I still think he's going in the first round. I agree. I think Rugs, let's say Rugs to the Raiders at 19 or the Broncos at 15. Yeah, I think the Broncos are going to want to try to get Judy. I think that's the guy that fits their offense. So those are, that's three, though, yeah. Kev. Yeah, and their word is the Broncos do like Judy want to trade up. So that's three right there that are locks. C.D. Lamb's a lock to go in the first round. Jerry Judy's a lock to go in the first round. Henry Ruggs a lock to go in the first round. I'd say Justin Jefferson. He's there. Yeah, he's going to go in the 20s. He, he'll get taken. I like Jefferson a lot, but so that's only four, Cam. So where are we getting five and six from? Denzel Mims? Mims would be five. five and, and T. Who's... Higgins. Yeah, T. one Higgins of them one of them's not going to so now you're going to say, all right, there's an outsider, maybe the Rigor kid or Ayuk or something like that. I, I, would, I, I, I like draft, the under five and a half. I agree. And I wouldn't draft TCU's Rieger until the second round. I think he's good. But I, I know what it is about TCU, game. I have Josh Doxson in my mind now forever. I'm like, if I was a GM, nah, 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 I don't want to go to get that TCU receiver. We'll stick to LaDainian Tomlinson at running back. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's yeah, like, like Baylor. It's weird. Corey Coleman. Yeah, Corey Coleman. Uh, yeah, no, Corey Coleman had... One good year? Did he not? Did he have one good year? He won me a fantasy football. He had one good year. 
Corey Coleman had so much potential. You're so right, Gabe. West uh, Virginia, I, Baylor. What? Oh, there's yeah. so many schools like in the, the Big 12 players. Yeah, Big 12. Like, yeah, man. She's yeah, like, what? I don't know. The West defenses Virginia. are terrible. You're running past <laughs> everybody. I don't know. Like, yeah, Tavon Austin overrated. Good call, Puccio. Yeah, well, yeah, we've been talking about West Virginia for years. Hawkman Jones is their only good yeah. one, and he's a psycho that has yeah. shot people before. Mark Bolger, so, uh, pretty good quarterback. Yeah, like going that. back years, Mark Bolger. But that's a long time. <laughs> uh, so I just don't Five. see it. I, yeah, yeah, I don't. And, you know, you're getting plus money on this. Um, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, like, about all the hype here, about total, total wide receivers drafted in the first round. Over five and a half is minus 200. It is coming down right now. It, the odds are coming down on this right now. Um, I just don't see six. Like, I don't see who the six are That's when, the pro- when I look at this. Yes, Gabe. And another thing is, when you're in, we're in the war room. What do we know about this draft? Wide receivers, good ones are going to be in the second round. We can, Hey, this guy basically off our board. There's going to have teams going, oh, I like this guy. You have him as second round talent. We have him as, you know, third round talent or this and that, whatever. What are you going to do? What about the linemen? People love to get a nice steady lineman and they're going to be a lot of them going too. So they might cannibalize each other. I'm with you. I think, I think we can get to like five, but six might be a little bit excessive. And the plus money is very, very attractive to me. And look, the, the over-under prop for total offensive linemen taken is six and a half. Yeah. Like, they can't all go over, right? Yeah. And the linemen are at a premium as well. I think that's kind of high, too, uh, to be honest. Like, nobody's talking about the DBs. No one's talking about McKinney, the safety. Uh, with all these wide receivers going to get taken, there's got to be some buyback in the defensive backfield to try to shut these guys down uh, as well. But, you know, looking, so you get plus 150 right now that there will not be six or more wide receivers taken in the first round. C.D. Lamb, lock first round. Jerry Judy, lock first round. Henry Ruggs, lock first round. Jefferson, lock first round. Even though Jefferson, I think, gets into the 20s. Um, I don't think T. Higgins is going to go in the first round. And, and Mims is no lock. Mims is getting a push that Mims is that first rounder right now. So, like I, I said, where, where's the six? C.D. Lamb, one. Judy, two. Ruggs, three. Jefferson, four. Mims, five. Pittman's not going in the first round. Hamler's no, not going in the first round. No, what? Ha- Ham- Chanel's not no, going in the no, first no, round. No, no, Hamler's going to be second round with Chanel, I think. Rieger's not going in the first round. No. I don't think Ayuk's going in the first round. Your boy Claypool is going to go in the second round. I love that guy. Chase Claypool, Notre Dame. Yeah, great, great name too. Chase Claypool. Yeah, good, good handle. And who's our who's our guy from uh, who's our guy from Minnesota? He's a stud. Johnson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah our, very good wide receiver. Our boy yeah, Johnson. Yeah, well, I, I'd reach, I'd reach for him actually. I think he's going to be the uh, deep, t- uh, the deep, deep class. Yes, it sure is. Yeah, very, very deep class. Uh, Tyler Johnson. And, um, you know, Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah. yeah. Remember his father on the Buccaneers. Um, Michael Pittman Jr., kid out of USC, is going to be a solid NFL player. You'll see. He's got the NFL pedigree. His father played in the league. He understands. He played big-time college football. He delivered. He's a good player. Like, Pittman's kind of flying under the radar right now. Um, You you, you know, there's some good players. There's really good wide receivers um, in this draft. So, Something, Cam, we haven't gotten to, actually. I might as well get to it now since we're talking about great names. Something that caught my eye here. 
Oh yeah, so, I know. I know you're going with this, and I love it. I love it. I like this me? bet too. Yes. Oh, it's a great bet. Tell him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like this one. This one oh. might go a little bigger on. Like, oh, it's I almost think, like it's got to be him. There's only, I think, maybe one other guy, but yeah. So first kicker taken. Yes. Yes. yes first know. kicker taken. <laughs> Rodrigo Blanket. So Mike and Chef Georgia. So yeah, what do you got? What do you got? Oh yeah, he's got glasses. Rodrigo Blanket. Guys, he's like Dylan Fratelli in golf. He's got the goggles on. Blankenship. He's made big kicks. Thing is, he's like, also missed some big. Oh, kicks. I know. Again, he's one of these guys. He became like a star character because of the glasses and everything. Yes. And then he started missing. Like, if you remember two years ago, he was better. He didn't miss Last that year, I used to piss yeah, me off, man. I'd be like, dude, you got to make that kick. You're like the big star kicker. Make that kick. Knows a good kicker. That kid Molson on uh, UCLA, I, uh, he's a very good kicker. And, uh, you know, I can't – that kid on Memphis in the bowl game versus Penn State was insane. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ferguson, 52 in the win. I was like, who is this guy? Like, he – like, I was like, wow, Memphis has got a wicked kicker. So, but Blankenship game, I wanted to empty the house on it too, but it's kind of sketchy. You had go, our biggest bet of the draft. No, it is Nick. Blankenship. Hot Rod. Hot Rod. Oh, that's a great nigga. Roddy Piper. Hot Rod yeah. Regal. Yeah, he missed, <laughs> he missed in overtime and cost Georgia the game against South Carolina. Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, whatever. His long was 50 yards in 2019. Yeah, yeah. He was 27 to 33, 82%. He missed three times in a 40-yard range. He was 8 for 11. Um, in, in the 50-yard-plus uh, he was three for five uh, in the year. The year before, he was 19 to 23 with a long of 53. The year before that, he had 87% of his field goals. So, like I said, he's been pretty good. It seems like it seems like it just caught up to him a bit. He was at college for a while, the fame, and he was sort of the guy with the glasses, and everyone everyone knew who he was. But what's amazing to me, what's amazing to me is. Listen, like he's basically like the only guy projected to, to get drafted. Everyone else is maybe real late or a free agent. But what caught my eye, Cam, is these kicker names. They've all got great names. So Rodrigo Blankenship. Blankenship. Great Georgia name. Southern's kicker is pretty good. Tyler Bass. Oh, I like Bass. Yeah, go catch a big, big mouth bass. Yeah. Nice. The, the kicker and another good kicker that's he's going to be in the league. Kid out of Stanford. You know his name is? Jet Toner. Yeah, yeah, Jet Toner. <laughs> I'm running low on toner. Man, I thought like there was like judges that like shut down your kid's name when you come up with like stupid names. Like what's his name again? Jet Toner? Jet Toner. Uh like J-E-T. Yeah. Jet, Jet Toner. Yeah, see how that is? So his parents basically Silicon Valley cartridges for the computer. Remember? It's a jet yeah. cartridge with toner. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just like Jet Toner. That's Jet a Toner. That's a He's a kicker. It's just like kickers. They always have like the weird, weird names, these guys. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just a great name all around anytime for Molson beer. Oh, yeah. J.J. Molson. J.J. Molson. Gabe, I'll tell you something interesting, too. Remember the Eagles? Their kicker? He went to Memphis. Elliot went to Memphis. Remember? He was a stud yeah, in college. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, I, I, do you think Blankenship is that much better than those other guys, or do you like a flyer? No, I think Blankenship's like the only one that's going to get uh, the only one that's going to get drafted. I want to say too, as far as the just quickly about the wide receiver uh, draft prop, it was plus one eighty earlier in the day. 
Yeah. It's plus 150 right now. Like, this stuff is really starting to jump around. Oh, it's a, think about it, man. It it's really is. Like, like, I don't crazy. see where six comes from. That's, that's going to be one of my best bets. I love the Jalen Hurts prop. I'm so rolling nice with the Tua prop, but it's going to be one of the best bets here. I don't think there's six wide receivers taken in the first round. We just went over all the names, guys. Listen to this one. On one of my books, Tua will be the second quarterback taken in the draft, minus 165. Are you kidding me? That's a good one. That's like, a I'm good not, one right do there. I put I like that one. Yeah. Do I put $500 on it? Yeah, I don't have I'm a problem. Thinking, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Boy, we've done stupider things in Super Bowls. All in. You know, <laughs> hold on. Here's another one. Uh, listen to this one. One of my books let me parlay uh, first tight end Cole Komet with first safety, um, the kid from Alabama, even money. That's a wicked parlay. Oh, McKinney. McKinney and Komet. Lock. Okay, I'm starting to really rear. Starting to really rear. <laughs> We're getting deep here. We're getting into yeah, first well, kicker. There's nothing, there's, 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 nothing there's nothing to do anymore, right? I'm like, come on, give me a good one here. All right, so what about this? Another more line movement here. Um, and now they posted this prop. First offensive lineman taken. Worse. Jedrick Wills is now the favorite. Minus 125. Tristan Wirfs, plus 100. I think Wirfs is worth the look still. I think Wirfs is going to go four to the Giants. I'm going to stick with that. But I don't think it's crazy, Andrew Thomas, plus 700. Andrew Thomas will I think Andrew Thomas can, you know, it wouldn't shock me. I'm just I, saying it plus 700. I, I see him going to Cleveland at 10, another, another one to That's Cleveland. That's a good pick. Think about it. They had Joe Thomas. Yeah. He was actually viable for them. They got Andrew Thomas. You know, they need help. I, we've talked about this on the show, Gabe. The Cleveland offensive line is atrocious. It is that bad. Like, I talk about Seattle and Russell Wilson running for his life. Cle uh, Baker Mayfield yeah, was getting murdered out. Cleveland are tailor-made to take Mekhi Becton then. They love kids that smoke weed and do crazy <laughs> things on the team. <laughs> Don't worry about the test, baby. I'll yeah, show up. Yeah. He's, a, he's an eight and a half. Those are the four premium uh, linemen in the draft. Like though, And then there's sort of a drop-off after that. But is there going to be – is there going to be seven linemen taken in the first round, Cam? Like – could that's, be. The, you know, that's the prop. Uh, offense, uh, offensive lineman uh, drafted in the in the first round. Over under six and a half, minus 160 to the over, plus 120 to the under, Cam. It's tough. If one of those bets, like if we like receivers under, I think probably lineman goes over. But you're right, not all of them are going to be there. Maybe a linebacker. And there's so many fringe picks, like guys just outside of the first round. We talk about Higgins and stuff. Very difficult, Gabe. Like, these bets, like, oh, man, they're tough. I want to do so That Tua bet at minus 165, like, I'm going to smash that. Like, I'm, I might go to the bank for a loan. How is so, he not the second quarterback taken? Oh, I can't, uh, I can't disagree. Unless somebody gets goofy and trades up, like yeah. the Chargers, and they like Herbert or something like that. I, I don't Listen, you, you bet on stupider things, and you haven't placed a bet in a while. But as he stated, <laughs> times are tough now. Budgets are tighter. Yeah, that's the thing. And the only thing, yeah, it's not like you have a million games to get it back. It's not like, oh, I'll bet on the NFL draft, and if it didn't hit, I'll hit the San Jose Shark game at uh, 1030. Right? You don't have that bounce back after. Yeah, I mean, besides, you know, the Rakuten monkeys. 
That's and the, the robot fast. fast. Damn, you don't got that San Jose Shark game at 10.35. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> Gotta love the late Pacific action. But yeah, no, I just, I like, to me, like, if it wasn't for Bur Burrow, it's what you said, going Burrow and Ohio State and all the ties that he has in that state, I think Tua could be a number one pick. But that's, uh, like, for him to be the third quarterback pick, and I think that's insane. Like, that's his thing. All right, so let's, let's check in. Uh, let's check in with uh, with Jalen Hurts. Yes. You know, he's, uh, people haven't really been talking about him. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.